0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: That guy is correct. It is six minutes after seven o'clock and we are ready to go. We hope you are as well. Andrew's here. Mr. Goldberg's ready to go answer your questions. Phone in hand, microphone in hand, and knowledge in the brain. He's going to give it to you. So reach out and contact us. Call 416-870-6400 is the way to do that. Would love to hear from you. 416-870-6400. That is the phone number to reach us here at this year radio station. And the email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And anytime you'd like to, uh, even as you're listening to the show, reach out and get some more information, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That website, absolutely free and anonymous, but it's there for you at,
2: uh, at all times. What's going on, pal? How are you? Not bad. Hopefully we have uh, lots of knowledge for the brains of our listeners today.
1: (laughs) Tell me a little (laughs) bit about, uh, well, we know about Whole Foods, but with the uh, you can't wear a poppy here thing, what uh, what was the fallout from all that?
2: Yeah, so I'm sure as most listeners know by now, last week, seemingly very unexpected, Whole Foods took a position that it wasn't going to permit its employees to wear poppies um, pursuant to its new uniform policy, now, that, I don't think they expected it to. I, I don't think they did their research or thought too much about it. But that experienced a lot of backlash by, you know, the listeners should know, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, Premier Ford, uh, many, you know, individuals just in the public generally really pushed back on that. And um, from a legal perspective, interestingly enough, it wasn't necessarily something that they were not able to do it, right. from a legal perspective. It, wasn't necessarily a wise thing from a PR perspective, but legally, because it was, the wearing of a poppy would be considered a political expression. And in Ontario, at least, political expressions are not covered under the Human Rights Code. So sadly, uh, it wouldn't be something that was protected. But in light of just the sheer pushback from a PR perspective, Whole Foods is now completely backpedaled on that (sighs) and has confirmed uh, it it will indeed allow its employees to wear poppies
1: yeah political expression or cut your sale of chia seeds in half take your pick so <laughs> wisely kombucha. done now the argan oil can flow off the shelves Man, oh man, should have never been a, a concern in the first place. Severance deadlines, everything you need to know. That is coming up here. As always, the phone calls, top, top priority, 416-870-6400, and we'll get to uh, to more of what you got to talk about here, Andrew, in just a bit, but uh, Bob, thanks for getting an early hop on the phone. How are you tonight?
3: Oh, well, a little bit peeled with my okay. employer, okay. Uh, obviously that's why I'm calling in. Sure. Now, the problem is uh, my employer is not returning my phone calls and I'm the the serve. Then Serb. there's there's the now it's what is it, C R B? Yep. Yep. They tried to get in touch with my employer in regards to my record in uh, ROE, Record of Employment. And he won't get back in touch with them either. And now I already know that I am entitled to six months severance by the law. So I'm just wondering where i stand because now i'm like at this point i was gonna wait see how things went until april see if maybe get called back the the next season but now i'm not gonna be that nice anymore now i'm in a fighting mood
2: okay so my understanding just if you could uh, confirm uh one way or another. So you're on a temporary layoff, I take it. You're not at work. You're on the government benefits. At first, you were going to wait it out till they called you back. And now you're thinking about uh, pursuing your severance. Is that correct?
3: Well, actually, this started back the middle of September last year. But anyways, uh that's why I know I'm entitled to six months severance so now because my employer will not even uh, get in touch with Revenue Canada to um, oh um, getting in touch with them to let them know that what my record of employment is now I'm
2: pissed okay Uh, yeah I understand the frustration certainly there's a lot of people in uh, your shoes right now across the province Um, if you have been uh, terminated from your job it's not really entirely clear if you've been temporarily laid off or terminated however in either case you're very likely able to pursue your severance, uh, regardless of if it is temporary or permanent. You can take very, very likely take the position that it is a termination entitling you to severance. So, what I would recommend you do, and I sure, I'm sure you found the six months from our severance pay calculator online. Yeah, give us a call. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. John will uh, hook you up in a minute here, in a second here, with our our number. Give us a call. You'll be connected with uh, one of our good uh, legal professionals here at the firm, and we'll uh, do everything we can to help you out, okay?
1: Bob, going to move on to another call. Appreciate the time. Here is that number, as promised. So grab a panel, give it out throughout the show. So uh, 1-855-821-5900, one 855 821 and help at employmentlawyer.ca to reach out here and now 416-870-6400. Des, thanks for standing by. How are you? Pretty good. How you doing? Good, brother. What's on your mind?
4: Well, uh, about two years ago, I was uh, a union employee. I moved up to management position, signed a contract, became a salary employee, been salary for two years now. I've had wage increases and, you know, some things have changed. My question is, should I be signing a new contract or should I just be rolling with what's going on right now?
2: So, Des, you signed a contract two years ago when you, when you transferred from union to a non-union? Is that correct? That's correct. Yep. Okay. And now they're presenting you a second contract?
4: No, they haven't presented me a contract at all. Um, What I'm saying is I've got wage increases, but there's nothing on paper, like there's no contract saying I get this wage right now, except for the piece of paper my boss handed me one day that said I got a raise.
2: Oh, so you're wondering from your your perspective, would it be beneficial if you did sign a contract?
4: Absolutely, that's what I'm
2: asking. Oh, okay. You know what, I hate to say it, but the the answer is likely no, okay? Because when you sign a contract, more often than not, the terms in the contract tend to be beneficial from the employer perspective. It allows them to limit your entitlements, maybe upon termination, you'll limit your severance, uh, lets them put you on a temporary layoff, things like that, okay? The reality is, if you've been paid a certain wage, and that wage has continued over time, and especially if you have a note saying, you know, hey, Des, we're raising your salary from, you know, 72 to 74.5 this year, and then your pay stubs show every two weeks, you get bi uh, biweekly payments based on the new 74 or five, that becomes a term of your contract, regardless okay. of the fact of it being in writing. Okay. So right. if they ever tried to lower your pay, uh, you, you would have a claim for what's called constructive dismissal. You don't have to accept a pay decrease. Okay. And right. it, it's not it, the fact that you didn't have this in writing or don't have it in writing is not going to change that reality. OK, so I Perfect. wouldn't be too fussed by it. I think just, uh, you know, especially if is this something that they've come to you with that they want to lower your pay or you're just kind of no, uh, get, trying just, to get ahead of it? That,
4: just something that's been in the back of my head. Always wondered if I need should be a contract or signing something on paper. Just uh, been honestly trying to talk to you guys for a while to uh, get your opinion on that.
2: No. Uh, so, no, I think you're good to go. I, I think overall there's probably more negatives than positives by signing an agreement. Uh, right. And I don't think you have any reason to be concerned. If they tried to cut your pay and you came to us, we'd happily uh, help you out uh, in in a situation like that. So I wouldn't uh, lose sleep over that by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, It's perfect. Okay. Thanks, Des.
1: Appreciate it, pal. You want to uh, you want to reach out further? You know how to do that now. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. You can go to uh, help at employmentlawyer.ca or simply employmentlawyer.ca. The website will give you a, a pathway to catch our TV show on both uh, Global TV and CTV. The Employment Law Show has been doing that on TV for uh, for several years now. Mr. Goldberg, do you have another uh, week that was. Or are we going right into our uh, topic for the
2: night? Let's uh, hop right in here. Well, we have some time right, we'll before do it calls. All right. We'll
1: get to, we'll get one before we got to take a minute here, or at least to, uh, one or two before we got to uh, break for a second here. Severance deadlines, everything you need to know. Here we go. How is a typical severance offer structured? What do you think about that?
2: Well, with, you know, so many people being let go these days in light of the pandemic, uh, you know, people should know what happens if you're provided a severance offer and, and what to do. People, A lot of people have never been offered one before, so this is kind of why we're going with this topic today. But typically how a severance offer is structured is your employer will give you a piece of paper and they'll say, look, you know, here's what we're prepared to offer you for severance, but only if you sign this document pretty much confirming you'll never sue us again for anything ever related to anything to do with your employment. So you're releasing them from all potential claims and in return, they're going to give you this severance offer that's on paper. So Mm -hmm. that's typically how... It's structured uh, more often than not as something called a lump sum payment, which means they'll just give you all the money at once. But oftentimes, and even more so now that companies are a bit cash strapped, they offer you something called a salary continuance, where they agree to continue your biweekly payments over a period of time uh, that's agreed upon.
1: I want to pick it up there with the salary continue. It's got a question about it, but we'll take a break first and give you time to, uh, to grab a phone and ask your questions as we roll on here. 416-870-6400, the number to call in. Employment Law Show on a Monday night right here, Global News Radio.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Right back to it, shall we? What do you say? 416-870-6400. Why the dramatic pause? I don't know. I just thought I'd build up a little suspense on a Monday night. Uh, You want to make a phone call, 416-870-6400 in between your... Amazing phone calls. We'll get back to severance deadlines, everything you need to know. In that regard, we're going to get to uh, to Raj. Hey, Raj, thanks for hanging on. How are you?
5: Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, question. So my file precinct got laid off. It's a temporary layoff, and uh, she's actively looking for work now. So we're not sure how does this work because she hasn't been offered any severance. as It's a temporary layoff, so we're expecting that they might call her back. But we don't know if that's going to happen or not. So in case she finds a new job, would she be telling her servant? Or should we go back to the employers and ask for a servant? And then uh, if they end up uh, giving or calling her back, they will call her back. But just trying to understand how does it work in this whole scenario?
2: Good question. Good question. Hey, hey, Raj, thanks for calling. So, yeah, there's many, many people in your wife's boat right now employers are putting them on temporary layoffs and as a result of doing so they're not offering severance because their position is she hasn't been uh let go and uh they're going to bring her back uh maybe maybe not you don't know yet but your wife more likely than not can take the position that the employer had no right to lay her off so unless she signed an employment agreement where she agreed to be placed on temporary layoffs, the overwhelming odds are that she cannot be placed on a temporary layoff and she can treat it as a termination. Okay. You know, by her going to the employer and asking for severance, the overwhelming odds are that's not going to be effective. It seldom is, but this is a situation we're dealing with every day right now at the firm. And if she is interested in pursuing a severance package, Um, I would recommend that she gives us a call and we can walk her through the steps that need to be taken to treat her employment as being terminated and and go after it.
5: So just one question on on that. So in case she finds another job in between, so she's not entitled to do service in that case, right? Should she she resign
2: if if she finds If she finds a new job, she can still take the position that she was terminated and entitled to severance. But the fact that she finds a new job is going to act to limit how much severance she's owed, okay? So that's gonna, the money she makes in the new job could act as a credit to the employer for how much severance they owe her, okay? So if she does find a job, she still can take the position that she's been terminated. However, she just might not get as much severance as a result of doing so. So before she accepts anything or or looks at anything, uh, you know, you can give us a call. We can set up a consultation very, pretty quickly in the next few days, and you can, you know, ask a few more questions and understand what's best for your wife uh, from there. Uh, okay,
5: thanks,
2: guys. I appreciate it. Of thanks,
5: course. Raj.
1: Appreciate your time. And here is the number to call through, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 855 help at employmentlawyer.ca. But here and now, you know it, four one six eight seven zero six four hundred. Warren, thank you for hanging on. Good evening.
5: Yes, hi, a question, hi, uh, regarding my wife's LTE. She was on long-term disability. She settled her case, had to sue the insurance company. It uh, settled, it's done. She's thinking of going back to work. Uh, she's been an employee, an employee there 30 years. And they're making it a little difficult with a bunch of questions. She thought it would be easy going back, speaking to the employer, trying, blended, you know, trying to get back to work. And they're making it difficult. If something doesn't work out, and
2: they make it difficult, is that a term, is that like her being terminated? I mean, thanks. So. For 30 years. Well, yeah, Lauren, great question. Um, you know, unfortunately, I would need more detail than, than that, you know, simply them making it difficult is probably not enough for me to make an assessment. Right. Um, you know, to some degree, if someone's been off work for medical reasons, an employer does have some leeway to ask that individual to just get verification from their physician that they're able to return to work if they've been off for so long, just confirmation that they're medically able to. And if there's any restrictions that need need to be in place or limitations, accommodation, mm-hmm. they, they might want to know that. But if she comes back to them and says, look, I'm able to come back to work. Here's a note from my doctor. I have no restrictions, no limitations. I can do my job. And they still don't let her back. Absolutely. It's, it's very likely she could treat that as a termination.
5: Okay, hey, perfect. I'll let her know
2: because that's a worrying but, up now. Yeah, so. uh, but before uh, just before you go, one thing that's very important is is kinda that you proactively do the right thing. So you don't want to say the wrong things without uh, mm-hmm. consulting a lawyer first, okay? Mm-hmm. Because it sounds like you're at you're kind of at the precipice now, you're at the cusp where something's about to happen. And you mm-hmm. know, with the lawyer's help you can communicate the right things to the employer so that if okay. you do have to pursue a claim against them, you know, you've you've crossed your T's and dotted your I's in the right way to make life easier for us. So it's actually always better when individuals contact us at the opportune moment as opposed to once, you know, they've gone about it in their own way because we can help guide them through that process to help solidify their case, right? So the sooner you kind of give us a call or your wife rather gives us a call, uh, the better because we can, you know, utilize this time to strengthen the case and send the right communications in writing to the employer.
5: I'll have her do that tomorrow. Perfect. I appreciate it. Uh, of course.
2: Thanks,
1: Warren. Appreciate your time, and uh, thanks for calling through and helping out here. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 821 5900 Warren, again, the number to reach out to. The team is one 821 5900 and help at employmentlawyer.ca. Your phone calls is 416-870-6400. Lots of time, lots of room, so bring them on. I'd love to talk to you. In the meantime, severance deadlines, everything you need to know, salary continuance. You mentioned that as opposed to a lump sum payment. Now, if you get that salary continuance for... Sake of argument, you get twelve month severance. So you're six, seven months into your severance. Oh, you got a new job. What happens to the outstanding balance of your salary continuance?
2: So great question, and that is going to be dependent on you know what you signed in terms of your okay. severance package, right? So the most common thing we see is something called a clawback, and the most common clawback is fifty percent. So what that means in layman's terms, is if you found a job after seven months, um, let's say the employer offered you a 12-month severance and they'll continue your salary for 12 months, but you find a job after seven, the employer says, okay, because you've now replaced your income with the new job, we're going to stop continuing your salary and we will pay you half of what's left. So between months seven and 12, there's five months left. And they'll give you half of that being two and a half months. Nice. So the reason they do that is because they don't want to totally disincentivize an individual from finding a job. So a lot of people will, will say, okay, fine, that's a good deal. I get to make money in my new job and I still get half my pay for the next five months. So they're making 150% of what they used to make for a five-month period. Uh, a lot of people will take that. So that's, that's kind of the, more, the most common way employers tend to go about it.
1: Love it. 416-870-6400, the number to call in here to the uh, station for the remainder of our show. Pete, you're up next. How are you, pal? How are you? Good. Uh, what's fairly, uh, what's on your mind?
6: This is a fairly convoluted question, but it covers two topics that you guys deal with on a fairly regular basis. Love it. Uh, company that uh, considers the employees to be contractors, uh, everybody, uh, is now... Uh, waiting for certification of a class action lawsuit against them claiming that everybody's an employee and they want their holiday pay and their other things paid for. What the suit does not discuss is severance. If everybody in this lawsuit or anybody who signs up for it other than the principal is an employee for a certain length of time and that's determined that they are an employee, not a contractor, then uh, because the company stopped doing what they were doing, that to me means people are owed severance. And I used the calculator of yours and I'd be owed two years.
2: Okay. So when you say the company stopped doing what they're doing, what does that mean exactly?
6: Well, the company uh provided services that they have decided to fold up their tent on those services and no longer doing that portion of what their company used to be at several divisions and this one has basically stopped bothering the, the one type
2: okay so now there's no work for you or your colleagues in that division is what you're saying
6: that is correct everybody who was there no longer has work, and uh at the same time this lawsuit was put in place or there was a principal who brought in the i don't know what you call it the uh, person who actually brings the test and then okay. um, they're looking at a class action asking other people who were employed by this company considered contractors if they are going to sign on
2: okay well i mean absolutely i if if you are let go such that there's no work left for you if they you know close down their operation and you're no longer working i would argue certainly you're entitled to severance um with respect to a class action it's sometimes you know everyone's entitlements are very different when it comes to severance it's going to be based on your age your length of service your position things like that so you know it'll remain to be seen it's kind of up to the court you know we a lot of times these are brought as a class action but oftentimes people you know tried to bring them individually so if that's not happened if that's not part of this it doesn't even sound like the class action's been certified yet but it sounds certainly like you have a very valid case for severance. And it sounds you know more more likely that you, you kind of want to get ahead of this. You want to get on this as soon as possible, right? Um, I don't know what the corporate structure is of this company. Oftentimes, companies set up different corporations to try to, you know, hide themselves from exposure. If this company went bankrupt and it's th- th- rather this division went bankrupt and it's its own corporation, they might say, oh, well, we're bankrupt. We have no money. But the reality is if it's simply a division of another company, you could almost certainly still go after the company as a whole. So definitely um, you kind of want to get on that as quickly as possible. And if there's no work for you and that wasn't a choice that you made, if you didn't resign, if they simply told you one day, look, there's no work for you, go home. I see absolutely no reason why you can't treat that as a termination.
6: Well, I guess there is. This company was affected greatly by the COVID-19 thing, where their work was no longer required, so they just stopped uh, providing their service, and therefore, we had no work. The issue is that while while this has been... Since that has happened, they have sold off their assets and uh, closed up shops in the places that they operate this particular portion. So it's not a matter of going bankrupt. They've just shut down operations for this portion of the company. Interestingly enough, they have two other divisions of the company where they actually had employees. One of those two, they're still operating, the other one they have closed down. So um, I guess what I wanna know is, do I have to go with this class action? It, it, as I say, it is not certified yet. So am I able to just bring my own suit against them or uh, my status as an employee and not a contractor and then continue on Before all this happened, because I'm pretty sure the class action will take a long time. And I know for a fact that there was somebody who did this about a year ago with the company and was made an employee. The labor board ruled that he was indeed an employee. So they offered him employment status. So they've actually got a a case within their own company that they've lost.
2: Well, number one, it sounds like this class action even hasn't even gotten off the ground yet, so I don't see any reason why you can't. Number two, from what you told me, and again, I'd have to see it, but from what you told me, it seems that this has more to do with holiday pay, overtime pay, things like that, so I don't see it getting in the way of a, of a claim for uh, severance, right? So, um, yeah, I think you should be good. I mean, we would obviously need to kind of see exactly how this has progressed to date, but from the sounds of it, it hasn't even really gotten off the ground, so I don't see why uh, you'd have a problem, at least as of right now.
6: Sure. Okay, then. Okay. Sounds very good. I appreciate it. I will give you guys
1: a call. Awesome. Yeah, Thanks, definitely. Pete. Appreciate the uh, the time, and uh, hope it helped out. 1-855-821-5900. 1-855-821-5900. Reach out any time. Help at employment lawyer dot ca severance deadlines everything you need to know getting back to this in between your phone calls you still got time by the way 416-870-6400 should someone that has been let go be concerned about the deadline in a severance offer they all have them right they're all at the bottom what happens if they don't sign by that deadline
2: well the reality is often nothing happens because you know oftentimes like, firstly, these deadlines are absolutely artificial. There's no, they're not legal things, a deadline. It's just an employer saying, ah, you have till next Friday to sign this. or You have till Monday to sign this. And and the reason they put these deadlines in place is because they want to pressure you to sign the deal. And you don't know anything about severance. Most people haven't been let go before. This is the first time they're let go and they've, they're freaking out. They're like, well, what do I do? Do I just sign this? They're only giving me till Monday. Yeah. But the reality is the deadline means nothing. And the vast majority of the time these offers aren't good enough and if you're not prepared to accept the offer anyway uh who cares forget the deadline don't worry about it don't fuss uh you know i do talk to people sometimes i let them know don't worry about it you're all good but you know people are still anxious so as an alternative you can ask the employer for a bit of an extension if that makes you feel better if it gives you some time to speak to a lawyer and look they come back and they say absolutely not you can't have an extension I mean, all signs point to the fact that you should not be signing this thing. They're trying to force you to sign it, and they're not doing that because it's in your best interest. If they really felt it was a good deal, they'd give you the time to think it over. Uh, You know, I see sometimes the best is I've seen severance offers, and they actually, some companies offer the employee, they say, here, here's 200 bucks. go talk to a lawyer. and. That's because they know they have a good deal, and I look at the deal and I say, yeah, oh, this is a great deal." And they know what you know, and that that's a situation where the employer is is doing the right thing. But uh, if you feel pressured, the overwhelming likelihood is you're trying to get, uh, you know, lowballed and and pressured to accept a lowball offer. So don't worry about it. Don't do it.
1: So why do employers bother if people are starting to get savvy about it, right?
2: Well, I think they bother because they they're hopeful that. Uh, there's always going to be a percentage of people that don't consult a lawyer. Some people right. don't like the playing prospect the of it. Um, and you're right, it's just playing the odds. If, if an employer lowballs 10 people uh, on their severance and even three of those people just say, ah, to heck with it, I'm just going to sign this and move on, then the employer saved a couple dollars. Uh, even if they have to deal with a lawyer like me who's coming at them and saying, hey, give my client more money, they still save money by you know, lowballing three or four other people. So... Right. They put the deadline in simply as a pressure tactic to, you know, put in your head that oh, you better sign this quickly and uh, get this done, or else for some reason you're you're never going to have this offer again. But the reality is, if you don't sign and they don't give you the deal, the overwhelming likelihood is you're going to make a claim against them, and that's going to cost the employer a lot of money in legal fees. They don't want to pay legal fees just to give you what they were going to give you anyway, so. Don't worry about it, and uh, don't let an employer ever get in your head that you have to sign this by a certain date.
1: You want to ask a question? you still got some time here on air, 416-870-6400. Give Andrew a shot. He can answer it for you. You want to email? That is help at employmentlawyer.ca. How much time do uh, does one have to uh, pursue their severance?
2: So uh, technically, an employee has two years to pursue their severance. Well. Uh, it's a very long time. So when you get terminated, if you get terminated uh, and it's a Thursday and your employer says sign by Monday, uh, don't worry about that deadline. Um, And if you think it's a decent offer, I mean, if there's some money on the table and you just want time to speak to a lawyer about whether you think it's fair or unfair or what you can do to make it better, like I indicated earlier, you can very well ask the employer for an extension. If they give you a week, you know, just let them know I need more time to look this over. It's a bit of a traumatic experience. I can't wrap my head around it. Can I please have another week? And like I said before, if they say no, that should be a huge red flag that, you know, they want you to sign quickly. Why would they want you to sign quickly? Because they're trying to get away with paying you too little
1: let's get to alex in uh, in woodbridge hey alex thanks for standing by good evening how are you
5: good evening good how much um with this covid uh, people have been laid off and they're saying and they've never gotten a letter back saying oh you'll be called back in you know two weeks or three weeks or a month they've just been laid off because because of covid and there's no business how long do you are you laid off like when does a company say, okay, we're going to give you severance, or do they just wait for you to quit and not give you anything?
2: Okay. So what do you do? Great questions, Alex. I'm trying to get to as quickly as possible here. A lot of companies do want you to wait and find a new job because then that would limit their severance entitlements to you, okay? So that's what a lot of companies are trying to do. The second uh, part of the answer is if you do nothing about it as it stands... A company can put you on a layoff till the beginning of January, and depending if you do or do not have benefits, if you don't have benefits, an employer might try to put you on a layoff for another 13 weeks after January. Or if you do have benefits coverage, like health and dental benefits, they could try to extend your layoff for 35 weeks after January. So these layoffs can last a really long time if you do nothing about it. The good news is most employers don't have the right to Put you on a temporary layoff as an employee and therefore you as an employee can treat your employment as being constructively dismissed or in other words terminated and you can pursue your severance so if you or your colleagues aren't happy with the fact that you've been laid off give us a call and we can discuss the prospects of you know pushing to get you a severance package as a result of the layoff
5: Uh, okay another question now sure because of covid (laughs) because of covid uh, the hours have been cut, so now everybody's five and a half hours instead of eight hours. And uh, can they do that?
2: Well, the overwhelming likelihood is absolutely they cannot do that. You have the if you always worked eight hours, then eight hours per day is a term of your employment. And if an employer unilaterally cuts your hours by such a significant amount, again, that's more than a twenty-five percent hourly reduction which translates to over 25 percent earning reduction you can treat your employment as being what's called constructively dismissed Dismissed saying that the employer does not have the right to do that and by doing that like being placed on a layoff you once again can pursue a severance package because of the pay cut
5: what happens if you don't want to quit You guys always say constructive dismissal, but that means you're quitting. But what happens if you don't want to quit? Like, you, you, it's a job. Like right now, to find a job is tough, and and with the industry that 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 we're in, it, it's it's tough. It's 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 all across the board. So,
2: you know, like, what do you do? Well, it's an individual decision you'll, you'll have to make. I mean, if you, if you don't want to quit, you can ride it out until you find a new job, unfortunately. That's kind of the reality of that situation. But if you want to pursue your entitlements, you're very welcome to do so, and a lot of people do, so we're here for the, for those people.
1: Peter, you got a couple minutes here. What's up? Yeah, uh, so I'm back.
2: Um, they were
7: under the umbrella of another reason.
1: Got you there, brother. Yeah. Okay, say it again.
7: Yeah, so I, I used to work for a retail company that was under the umbrella of another one. So they closed the one side of it, and I was laid off and given a Yikes. A couple of months went by, and I was offered my job back again at the, at the under the new umbrella uh, that owned the other company before. Uh, my my seniority was bridged over, according to the company, I, I, everything's the same as if nothing ever happened again. If I were to be laid off now from this company, would the fact that I was given a severance before technically under the same company change anything?
2: Well, that's a great question. I mean, it, what it really depends is what's in your contract. Uh, you know, if they considered you a new employee because they already given you severance, then you no, know, you would not, you would get a severance again, but it would just be based off a shorter tenure. So it would be a much sm- smaller severance than you got before. But if they're indicating that they're going to keep your seniority, then perhaps you'll get, you know, a severance based on your full tenure. So really, we'd have to review the contract. But in either situation, yes, if you're, if you were rehired and then terminated, you will get a severance. The question is how much and how much would require uh, us to review the the contract you you received and take a look there.
7: Okay, makes sense.
2: All right. Thanks,
1: Peter. Appreciate the time, and we're just about out. Uh, John Lawrence didn't get to you guys, but don't uh, don't stop there. You obviously have questions. Reach out and ask Andrew. Here's a number I'm going to give you to use, 1-855-821-5900, one 821 5900 Use that number. Send an email along right now if you want help at employmentlawyer.ca. And you always have the option of pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Tons of information about employment law on the website, free and anonymous. We'll do it all again Wednesday night here. at uh, 7 o'clock give or take and don't remind or at least don't forget that we have our tv show happening on global tv ctv on the weekends as well so we'll catch you wednesday don't go anywhere though on point comes right back with alex pearson right here global news radio